Good job, Jesse. All right, welcome to episode 116 of Those Millennials Podcast. Today, I'm your humble, grateful, extremely thankful, very, very thankful host, K the Classic. I'm here, my nearest and dearest, my boys and friends in real life. Uh, Rail's here. Rail, how you doing? How you feeling? How's your pockets? How's your vibe? How are you uh, doing this? How you doing, man? What's Gucci, man? Jesse's here. He, uh, he got me again, ladies and gentlemen. He sat back down. How are you doing? How's your pockets? How's your vibe? I, wasn't, I didn't do it on purpose. That's I that's cap. Look, that's big cap. That's the biggest cap ever. My, uh, cap, my, uh, cap. Um, cap. I mean, pockets ain't right. Life is alright. <laughs> I feel you. Pockets ain't right over here too. Uh, <laughs> well, first and foremost, uh, well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the listen. Thank you for all the love. Everybody checking us out on YouTube. Checking who's interacting with our social media, Instagrams, who. Who hops in the DMs when one of us uh, say something, um, I guess, controversial. Uh, but uh, I want to know how about y'all, brothers? How'd y'all spend y'all, y'all holiday weekend? We're not calling the other thing, but how, how'd y'all spend y'all holiday, man? You know, um, holiday, man. I, look, it don't matter. Look, it's an excuse to, 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 to be with family and cook out like give me any excuse to be with my family man well, especially I gotta go to work. Yeah, that's the most important part yeah like you, it's extra day off that's why i'm not calling it what you know i'm not calling it what, what i'm calling it but actually day off, off it's, day. A, it's an extra day off you know spend time with the family it just you know everybody cook out everybody need the excuse to cook out you know so oh yeah i mean i missed out on the barbecue this year i worked so you know okay collected money collected okay money. Well, I went to LA, you know, had a good time with the in-laws, uh, like I do every year in, in LA. Had a little uh, fender bender, uh, but, you know, we won't talk about that here negatively, whatever. Put that to the side. We put that to the side. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Rel, this weekend, um, you uh, you went to a live pod. You want to talk about it real quick? Yeah, definitely. I, I actually went to the Cheap Heat podcast. It's on the Ringer. It's uh, it's hope. Uh, Brought to you by Peter Rosenberg. It's his show. He talks about mostly wrestling, but he covers like um, music and, you know, pretty much anything that's on TV, pop culture, but mostly wrestling. Went to a live podcast at the Palace Station at a place called Tailgate Social. When I first got there, um, it was like it, it just opened up. Um, and then uh, Peter Rosenberg arrived with Brian Dipperstein and this other guy on the show named Stat Guy Greg. They low key, they bought rounds for everybody. And that was the dope part. Like we like that was the dopest shit. Like and they were taking like how thought, uh, how how packed was it? Was it was it popping? Was a lot of people there? Yeah, yeah, at least forty to fifty people inside. It was tight though. It was tight, you know. So it was like and because they only had so many they could fit in there, and there was still people outside. I got Rosenberg at least twice. I chopped it up with him. We talked about the Kendrick album, and then mm-hmm. uh, when I took when I posted the picture, we were just chopping it up. He was asking because I wore some Elevens, and uh, and he was asking about my Elevens and you know collecting Jordans and wearing wrestling uh, t-shirt or whatever so so uh, rosenberg was cool dope as shit bro they bought us like i said they bought us drinks it was a great time that dude was cool man so i definitely i did the live podcast experience was awesome give me so many ideas on when i actually get a chance to do my own live podcast especially at that tailgate social place how they played it how they handled the crowd how they you know 
how they really made it interactive where it wasn't just like a live podcast you watch somebody talking. I felt like I was actually a part of the podcast because it was like you can like well, you you actually were a part of the podcast too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, well, yeah, they, yeah. They took one of my uh, my questions. There will be no they will ask a question. The <laughs> questions you can ask the panel. So they so there was something that's going. Um, we'll we'll put it out. We'll put my question. It was on the uh, GP podcast. You can find it on the Ringer um, on the Ringer episode. So we'll we'll put we'll put it out there uh, uh, for, uh, yeah. for you guys to hear it. But uh, it, it definitely was a dope experience and um something I'll be doing more of. I'm actually I'm getting out there right now. That's that's really dope, man. Like that, that. I mean, obviously, that's the goal for for this podcast for us to eventually have do live shows and and come out and and, and see the people and you know again create a. I know the word cult is not you know is frowned upon, but like you know create a little niche, create a little group that rock with us, man. You know from from thick and thin, like create a little a little those millennials cult that that fuck really fucks with us the long way. So. That, that's the goal. That's that's what, what I, I aspire for us to, to 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 do, and I hope you guys aspire for the same thing to happen. Um, all right. So obviously, so this weekend, July 9th, is uh, summer league. Uh, Drill and I will be at summer league with uh Dustin. So uh, if you guys are happen to if you guys are in town in Vegas, you know, come play, come please say hi. Um, we're probably gonna be there. <laughs> we're how long are we gonna be there? Eight hours? <laughs> Seven uh, hours? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, you know, we're excited to see Chet, you know, uh, Chet, obviously his first game, everybody saw his stats and what he did his first game, uh, you know, the, the Dirk and Nowitzki. Get bullied the next game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get completely bullied, uh, by Kenny Lofton Jr. by, in, but for, for something that, which is crazy to say out loud, but, um, um, yeah, man, I think, you know, I, I, like, go ahead. The Kenny Lofton subs. I don't, just, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know that we. I don't want to fact check that, but I. I took it as that. I thought it was. It was a joke on Twitter like that, and I was just like, man, you getting Kenny Lofton's son. Yeah, I would have th- sworn that Kenny Lofton's son is probably older, but yeah. Right. Maybe he has. Maybe one, well, one of the wedlock. How about I look it up right now? How about that? Uh, shout out to J Cole. Um. <clears throat> anyway. Um. Yeah. So comes again. Come out. Uh, we'll be at summer league. Uh, checking out the games. We'll probably be there all day. Uh, watching the games, evaluating talent, see what see the next uh, NBA stars. Maybe we'll, we'll <laughs> maybe we'll have a, a a situation where we have uh, somebody who breaks out like Josh Hart did for uh, the Lakers that one year. Um, so we'll see, man. We'll see how I'm, I'm excited to see how Paolo plays. Uh, obviously, you know there's a number of players I'm excited to see. Um, all right, so from the top rope, you guys want to start music? All right, let's we'll start with. All right, so we've been teasing this for for the since for like the last two pods. We haven't been able been able to get to it because there's been so much going on with the Kevin Durant thing. Obviously, we're not going to talk the Kevin Durant Kyrie thing because it's a stalemate right now. You know, the the Nets are playing hardball. The Nets are asking for too much. Yada yada yada. We'll talk about it once things become more fluent and there's more stuff to talk about. We're not just going to continuously talk about potential trades. We're gonna we want to talk about when it, it actually happens we're not talking about potential happen. shit no more it's not kenny lofton <laughs> that's not, no, that is right. thank you thank you thank you i appreciate that I, I, it's still funny it's still funny by the way uh, <laughs> um but uh yeah the chris brown album um breezy his 10th studio album uh titled breezy uh 24 songs if i remember correctly off the top of my dome um <laughs> 
It's a lot. Uh, you know, everybody knows Chris. Chris does it in volume. Um, but uh, you know, to use a bit, my first ever baseball reference on this podcast, he has a very, 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 very high batting average. Um, I think. Uh, um, Rail, you want to kind of talk about it before I start? Because I, I know once I start going, I think I'm going to go for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you want me to just talk about what I thought about the album? Yes, please. I think I don't think this is his best piece of work. Compared to I me, mean, for my personal favorite album, as I went through, was Royalty of all the Chris Brown albums. Um, okay. Um, because it got uh, "fuck you back to sleep" on that, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. But but this album is really good. I I, I think this probably this probably will go fall into his top three. Uh, just based off the song with Dirk, that song was hot. That till the wheels fall off. If you go start an album with that. If you can put Schmirkio on your intro, you, I'm 99% of the time, the album's going to slap. So I'm just going to just say that for any future artists, get Dirk as a feature, and then, you, you know, worry about the rest later, all right? Catch Your Body's a good track. Pitch Black's another good track. Possessive, he lost me. I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't need Blue or the Wayne verse. Take Blue and Wayne off Possessive. Um, Call Me With WizKid is, is a dope song. Didn't like Closure. Need you right here, summer of the. That's the song got a summer right here. Need you right. Here. When I say I need more CB and Pen Griffey, I need it. All right, that's the song of the summer. You, that I'm telling you, that that's 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 a radio hit. Need you right here is the best song, and I, like I said, I think this album is incredible. I just think CB. I honestly now listen to this album. I wasn't even gonna see the tour, but now that I heard it, I want to see the tour now. I honestly now in my tour rankings, he moved above. Kendrick. I want to see this above Kendrick now because I've seen Kendrick. And he's right behind he's right behind the weekend. I want to see the weekend's tour when it comes to Vegas. But I, I want to see the weekend. I think it's now Chris Brown. And and uh what was that, Jesse? <laughs> Get your shit off, bro. Get your shit off. What was that, Jesse? What do you have to say about Abel? <laughs> Nothing. I was I was laughing at Kev's like stock. <laughs> uh, bro, you still going? Go ahead, bro. This yeah, is... no. <laughs> All right, man. So I, I want to let me stop laughing because I actually want to give this album is just due. Um, Sorrel believes this is a, a great album. I do too. So twenty four songs to me. This is some of Chris Brown's. I mean, okay, so so. Starting off the top, like I'm not even gonna before I talk about the album, I want to just talk talk about the run that Chris Brown is on. We do not appreciate Chris Brown enough. We don't, and and, and honestly, it shows in the amount of people that um, uh, streamed in the first week because I feel like it should have been more. Especially, I feel like this album was highly anticipated. Chris Brown Jack literally. Jack Harlow stream him? Huh? Did Jack Harlow stream him? No, he didn't. Um, but I feel like. Chris Brown, he's been on everybody's show, like promoting the album. You know, he did Drink Champs. He did. He went to Gillies. Um, he uh, he he um, he went to Ebro. Uh, he did Big Boy. Like he he went to like every outlet to like you know talk about this. And honestly, you know, when artists do that, they do it for a reason because they know they're putting out a put a, a pretty solid piece of work, and they and they want you know they want people to pay attention to it. But like yeah, to talk about Chris Brown's run. Um, 
his last three albums and <laughs> Ro might get mad at me for this. <laughs> um, I'm not counting Slime and B. I'm not. I'm not counting that one. I'm not. I won't. Hold on. You're not going to count a whole album of CB and Young Thug? I'm not counting it. I'm not counting it. I'm not counting it. But if we're really doing between uh, Indigo, Royalty, Heartbreak on the Moon, which I know people don't like because it's literally a million songs, and Breezy, Chris Brown is on one of these historic runs that nobody's really talking about. It, and it, it, honestly, I feel like it should be talked about more. It's not being talked about enough. Um, again, I know it's a lot of volume. Don't nobody got a lot of time to listen to this much songs uh, unless you're Jarrell. Um, Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it like that. But like you, like music. No, that's not. That's not what I see. You took it as that. I'm. I'm saying that you're a music head. Like you, you're. You're the person that they target. You listen to stuff at 1201 when shit dropped. Like that's that's who you are. That's who you are. That, that's a compliment. That's 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 you know that's. You're, you're you're the people that they target you know um but um but yeah so so speaking about i just wanted to get that off but so speaking about this album specifically um for me all the features on this album smack all of them you know some that i like more than others uh rail already talked about uh till the wheels fall off like what a great opener for the for the album um uh the whiz kid him and song is actually cool you know uh I, i'm i'm getting you know i'm you know uh, i start listening to more afrobeat music um so i really like that song as well closure the him and her song the i did that before the chris brown and her song uh it's really good it, it's not my favorite chris brown and her song so like it has a lot to live up to i feel like they they I, I believe they've done three and i think this is their third this is like the third one yeah, the i think they've done i think they've done better better than that one wait it was better yeah which one um, that, um um almost been my life today yeah feel good but i'm gonna feel shitty that one yeah yeah so um that one but i feel like they've done better songs but this song is cool um uh sex memories with him and lmi and, we'll, and lmi will be brought up more like once again on this pod um that song again not one of my favorite songs that joints they've done together i like uh the one that was on uh, I don't know if it was on Elmai's album or Chris Brown's album, but it's, the song is called "Watch Me Call It." Uh, that one, I think that one's better. I think that's a better track, but this one's good too. It's right up there. Um, uh, obviously, but the best feature on this uh, on the on the album for me is a uh, uh, "Bad Than a Bad Than a Beach" with him and Tory Lanez. I'm I don't know what it is, but like right now, I'm like in this phase where I just like listen to a lot of Tory Lanez shit. I know a lot of his music sounds similar. But like I just been I like a lot of Tory Lane shit. But to me, and and I, I say all this, his features are great. They all his but like they're all bops. Like all the the features are great. He really gets in his bag at the end of the album, and it's the ones the songs where he's by himself that like really hit home. And it's like the ones that 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 are really really sound good, and you can hear his range because you know everybody. You know, Chris mix in pop and he, you know, he does his R&B thing. He's, he's, I think I, if he, obviously he leans way, way more towards pop, but he definitely gets in his R&B bag. Some of these like dream, um, survive the night. Oh my God. That one right there. That one hit, um, even forbidden. And obviously warm embrace is one of the songs that's on the radio. I can still listen to that track. Warm embrace is the shit. Um, 
you know, real men, men don't really like talking about cuddle songs, but Woman Race is basically a song about cuddling, and and he made it cool. <laughs> he, he made a song about cuddling cool. You're not cuddling no more, bro. I agree. I don't. I don't want to get me in trouble, but I'm just not a big cuddler. Um, but he made a song about cuddling cool. He made a song about cuddling cool, man. So, you know, t- hats off to him for that. Um, and then to me, no, no. Um, and then to me, the worst song on the track is Iffy. And obviously, it's, that's a, I think that's the first uh, single he dropped before the album came out, before Warm Embrace. And it just, it's not that I, that it's a bad song. I've just heard Chris made songs very similar, way better than that song. So Iffy, like, I don't never need to listen to Iffy ever again, because I've heard literally that same type of Chris Brown song, but he's done it better and for longer. So, yeah, that's that was my spin on the album. I thought it was really, really good. Um, Chris Brown's on a run, and I feel like we should appreciate it. I'm with Rel. Um, uh, I, I definitely would like to go see this live. Um, Chris Brown is, uh, you know, he's one of the GOATs. And this is one of the reasons why I never, ever, ever, ever want to see Usher and Chris Brown versus. We need to close that book, close that chapter. We never want to see it. It's pretty close. It's a pretty close show. I never want to see it. I don't want to see it. Why not? I, out of respect for both of these legends, I don't want to see it. Um, obviously, this is coming off. And Jesse, you could chime in here now too. I know you wanted to talk about something towards the end. Um, but if you want to chime, give us a little taste about. Uh, obviously, everybody knows it was going around the internet all for the last week, and and, <laughs> and although watch this memes going around the internet everywhere. Um, we're obviously talking about the uh, Usher's tiny desk, which is by far probably the the best tiny desk that they've had. I, you know, there's there's some there's some memorable ones. I, I think the T Pain one was really dope. There's, Mac Miller had a couple memorable ones. Mac Miller one. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of good tiny desks. Yeah, yeah. There's there's. Oh, the Isley Brothers had a tiny desk too. Isley Brothers. Had Isley Brothers had a tiny desk. Like, but you know, obviously, this one was really dope because <laughs> Usher had two other really dope R&B acts as his background singers. Um, I'm talking about Vaga, uh, uh, Eric Bellinger and uh, Vito. Um, and obviously it was the first time that they ever fucking turned the camera around on fucking Tiny Desk, but it's us. So, you know, you got to do what it is. You know, when, when the king of R&B tells you to fucking turn the camera around, turn the fucking camera around. Um, but yeah, man, I just... That's because, we, I, that's because the Tiny Desk that we really should be getting not going to be in a, in a Tiny Desk. It's going to be in a is gonna be in the because <laughs> the real king of RB can't really, you know, can't do his music. <laughs> he can't really, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my man got 30. My man got 30. Right, that, it's, it's just right now. My man got 30. It's gonna be a tiny, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. It's gonna be a tiny cell. He's gonna be doing <laughs> the real king of RB. <laughs> you know, he could do all this trapped in the closets. R. Kelly, oh can my god, cell, and we should stream that shit now. You know, t- the tiny the next tiny sale with R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, that's a good spinoff. Real, do your pitch for tiny sale for right now for NPR. Right now, do your do your do your spin. Listen, I'm just telling you, get R. Kelly fresh in there, having him doing all the gospel tracks because he's going through some shit. Having him do, I believe, I believe I can fly and all the other shit. And I get all the prisoners and shit. And I have you know, imagine him do I I wish from his jail cell. <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh man. Hey, we got a tiny get... desk. Yo, tiny desk. We want like five percent of this pitch. Yeah, we, tiny cell. Tiny, tiny cell. We should do yeah. tiny cell. Tiny, because we can low key. We can get a uh, pushiesty. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, we're done. But I just I don't want to go ahead, Jesse. But I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Go ahead, Jesse. No, I, I look. Obviously, people's thoughts is like, oh, Chris Brown, Usher. I'm we not, talked about it on this pod before too, though. I'm not against it. I you know you know who I ride with, but. I'm not against it. It is what it is. Chris Brown has done his thing. I'm not a Chris Brown fan. As you can see, I didn't talk about the album because I didn't listen to the album. I only know the last time I listened to an album of Chris Brown screwing through. So it is what it is. It's a lot. You can't just listen to it when like workout. It's about two or three days. It's like you know, it's not. It's just not my you know, Steve. Um, and niggas got mad at me when I said that about Kendrick. But keep going. But I would say this. I think. Chris Brown has a longer album run than Usher does. Yeah, definitely. Album. We because uh, we, we don't want to talk about Usher's last four albums. <laughs> I mean, because when Daddy's home, you wanted him. When Daddy came home, you wanted him to leave. Raymond vs. Raymond. Daddy, Daddy's home is a slap. Don't do that. That whole album, Raymond vs. Raymond, is fucking terrible. <laughs> but Daddy's home is a slap, though. I would just say that, yeah. Uh, I would say the biggest difference is Usher could probably um, face JT, but JT don't even got it on rights to his music no more. So get out. See, there's, there's, there we go. All right, that's right. Look, so, 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 Usher, Usher's last four albums: A, twenty eighteen, not memorable at all. I can't tell you a track. Actually, I can't tell you a track on there. I'm sorry. Uh, hard to love, which I think if, if people go back and listen to Hard to Love, I think there's some songs on there. Hard to love was some hard bullshit. <laughs> Uh, looking for myself as real. Go ahead and say your joke, real. Was looking for what? Looking for some bullshit. <laughs> looking for some bullshit. Yeah. And then versus, which I don't even remember. Versus, versus with Will I Am was that? Was that? Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I figured that was that one. Baby, and let then, me love you down. <laughs> and then Raymond versus Raymond. So like, Usher, Usher again, legend, pioneer, goat vo- vocalist. Still got it, obviously, off of the tiny desk. You know, it's amazing because it's almost like the the stars aligned and Usher had to let niggas know. Because, like, off of the verses where it was one nigga that could sing Mario and Sammy could do a little bit. And then, you know, Pleasure P, you know, he does his little thing. And then we heard the awful, and we heard the awful vocals of Bobby Valentino and and Ray J. It was like, it was like the, it was like the, the R&B gods was like, we need, the, the world needs correction. Nah, Usher, because do Tiny Desk and nah. show these niggas how men R&B acts should still be able to be in shape with their voice. Look at the still ticket be- prices. He just promoting the show, bro. He, they, they, they got, you can go on stage and, do, and and watch the show now with Usher, bro. Usher's trying to sell a show. Usher's trying to sell that residency out because now he got seats on stage. He don't need to sell that residency, it sells out all the time. What are you talking look at about? The ticket. Look at the tickets now. The tickets are pretty cheap. The reason why he has seats yeah. on stage is because it was selling out so much. Right. What are you talking about? He's selling out every show. Yeah, he's selling uh, out. What are you oh, doing no, here? What are what you, are you ta- doing? 
What are you doing? Are you peeing on that shit right now? What are you doing? I'm just saying it. Just, 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 are, you, you, are you downgrading Usher to defend Sammy Bobby Valentino and no, no. Jay? I'm just saying. He, I'm just saying. He doing the tiny desk because he has to sell the show. That's all I'm fucking saying. He does it. He's doing tiny desk because first of all, because it was dope. Black, Black Music Month. Black Number Music Month. Yeah. Number two, it's the 25th anniversary of My Way. Yeah. So it's like it's not even like he's doing this. He didn't have to do this. Usher didn't even. He didn't, even he didn't have to do this. He didn't have to step out. He didn't have residency. to step out at all. He just said he's doing a residency, and then he went back to skate uh, skating, and the whole thing just sold out. Well, on here's own. my only issue with us, and I'm and I'm gonna just come to it because what it's about to come down to. Because I want to just put it on the table now. Where's the good music, Ush? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It doesn't even matter. Like this is the problem I have. Where's the good music? I, I said a, a catalog. Of Bad habits was the shit. Bad, Bad habits was the shit. What the like, hell does this catalog have to do with today? I don't really understand this thing where you're like, oh, where's the good music? Like Usher's doing his thing. Usher doesn't need to drop an album. He Usher. never needs to drop an album ever and again in his life, and he still has one of the best music catalogs of all. He has one of the greatest albums of all time in all of music. What are we talking about here? Yes, but you guys are taking it the wrong way. Just because I want more good music from him, new music, because he's still you're really you're really demanding of artists. I, I noticed that with you. Where Where's the music? Sorry. Where's the music? Because I'm like, fuck us. You put out bad habits. There was no album after that. You put out four bullshit albums. Like, like fuck. Let the man take it. He took a yeah. breather. Like, Y'all niggas want to listen to my way forever. I'm ready to move forward. <laughs> I can listen to my way forever. This is all I'm going to say. Because I didn't, you know, this continues to be this usher disrespect. First and foremost, you said Justin Timberlake. Stop saying Justin Timberlake's name. Who said Justin Timberlake? This nigga Rouse said Justin Timberlake. Stop no, saying. he no. There's no way he said Justin Timberlake and Usher. I don't believe that. He I, he's he he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Rel is smarter than that. I'm gonna say Rel, the 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 music guy on this pod. The quote unquote quotation marks for those who are listening. He is no way. He tried to put Usher versus Justin Timberlake in a fucking versus. There's no way because he's smarter than that. We can use in sync shit maybe. Get the fuck. There's no chance. Uh, there's no chance Justin Timberlake can. I'm sorry. I, I think the one thing I'm we sorry learned, to the audience. I'll, I'll say this. I will say this. I think the one thing we have been learning and we've been uh, understanding and we've very much seen it when it came to that last versus. Just because you got a your catalog song, or your catalog shit. Just because you got a hot song at the time doesn't mean that your song is much better or more light or uh, greater than the other person, especially when it comes to this Justin Timberlake versus Usher thing that people try to do. I want you to stop time. saying them. I want you to stop saying it in a sentence. <laughs> you act like that was not a that was not a thing where people were saying Justin who? Timberlake versus Usher. Who are these people? All right, I guess I'm making that up. No, no, no. I believe he real said real said he saw it on in I just I want to know I've, who are these. I've people. seen it. That was an actual thing when versus That's was still was starting crazy. to happen, like was getting going. People were trying to say Justin Timberlake versus Usher. Well, I almost would Usher say I'm I'm gonna respect Justin Timberlake. I think he would say that that's not. And that's why fair. he didn't do it. But it's what else or you know, I wouldn't say that's not why he didn't do it. But he did say, like, nah, he's like that just wouldn't be fair. But I'm trying to tell people because Usher, uh, because Justin Timberlake was crying a river doesn't mean 
that it was good. It, 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 it was as good as confessions. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because. No, just I wouldn't like, say it's better. I would Cry Your River don't give him a point against like 10 Usher songs. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, but when you but when you put it somebody against them, I don't even say to beat them. I don't even say to beat them. I just like just to put against like, or whose catalog is better. I'm just be talking about just fun, for- though. It wouldn't be fun to watch. That's what I'm trying to say. It wouldn't be fun to watch. It would be yeah. an Usher appreciation night. And it's like, who would want like, anybody he go against? Other Chris Brown is gonna be an Usher appreciation. Every time Justin Timberlake would play a song, it would just be like, go back to Usher. Like that. That's what it really happened. Like that's what I'm trying to tell you. It would be so bad. That's why I'll give it Chris Brown. I'll give people if they say Chris Brown versus Usher, that would be more of a battle. That would be more of a like, yo, this that's a tough one. That's I don't want to say it, but yes. And this is coming from somebody that doesn't dislike Justin Timberlake until he decided Me to neither. go back to his roots all of a sudden was country music and it wasn't like... like man like, in the woods? Come on, dog! Yeah, Come on, man! Man in the woods. After all man in the woods? The Come on, dog! Shit was so uh, bad he had to sell his whole catalog after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to him for selling his whole catalog, man. That's dope. That's fire. Um, what are you going to play? Suit and tie? You know what I'm saying? Loving the club. It, it just plays that. Usher got it's so different. much. And, right? and this Man, is cool. and this is what I will say. And and, and I'm I'm saying this as a CB That's stand. I got the better uh, uh, Jay Z versus he got two of them. Usher got it. the better as if that matters. Usher got the if better Beyonce versus. Because in the time, hold up, now nah, you kiss my ass. Because in the time remix with Beyonce is better than the fucking. The in the time remix is just Beyonce re, re, literally reciting and saying the same shit that Justin said in the first song. It's not really a remix. It's just Beyonce's vocals on it. It's not really a remix. All right, so this is somebody that I'm a CB stan. I love Chris Brown. He's dope. I've always like I've loved him since you know since high school. I've you know whatever. Um. I don't think him and Usher should happen because they're both goats in their own right. Usher has, to me, Usher has music, and 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 Chris Brown does too. Like I said, high batting average for Chris Brown. Well, and and but Usher has songs that are just like they're forever. Like they're like, they're they're like they're forever. <laughs> like you got it bad is forever. It still sounds great today. I got a question for you. Usher asked him, "What was Usher doing at seven o'clock?" Exactly. If, like I mean, you know, that like was it's even a thing. Like last year, like oh, if you, the if you the falsetto thing Usher that he talked about. Yeah, yeah, the the falsetto t- uh, TikTok challenge that uh was it Eric Bellinger or v- uh, Vado did for um for um I think it was Eric climax yeah for 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 climax like. Like again, and Chris can and Chris can sing too. But like, what are we doing here, dog? Like, he's he's not he's not that he's not he's not that. This is here's the thing I would not that. I would say here's the issue I think Chris Brown will run into if they did do a battle. Pick the wrong songs. Well, there's that, but I do think he would try to like outdance Usher. Like outperform Usher, like you get what I'm saying. He'll he'll be competitive in that way, where it's like it's actually more than that. You got to be able to. Now we're saying you got to be able to sing your song live. You got to be able to control the crowd. I think he would be so caught up in trying to, yeah, 
go at Usher versus actually like and this being an R and B setting, actually performing and entertaining the audience. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, and not to cut you off, but like us, like I said, with Chris having such a a high volume of songs, he can pick the wrong song because like he can think a song is really dope and think it will be the song that will you know put him over the top. But artists fall in love with tracks that. You know the audience don't necessarily fall in love with, and that's that's we a slippery that. slope. We learn that. We learn that. that. Like, but yeah, we learn that with Nelly. Yeah, I, I, I give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Nelly got a lot of favorite songs. that nobody fuck with. Yeah, like it's artists fall in love with certain tracks that just you know that that don't hit like that. You know, if Usher's gonna pick his twenty, he's gonna pick his twenty. It's gonna be tough. So for me. I don't want to see it. Let's listen appreciate the two legends. Desk. Like, listen to that tidy desk. It was like, damn, oh, we did superstition. Oh, damn, he did. He that. did superstar, which didn't even come yeah, on the radio. It's an album yeah, cut. It's an amazing yeah. album cut, but it's an yeah, album it's cut. Like, but people remember that as a fucking single because he played. He did it so it's much. An album was, cut. And the thing it's is, an like. Album cut. And it's just one of those things where I'm just like, yo, like when Usher's good, he's great. Like it's like, like you said, that type. He made it look too easy. It's gonna be his twenty, banger. It's gonna be slap after slap after slap after slap after slap. Yeah, there's no like in between, and that's from. And I'm not saying Chris Brown don't got Chris Brown probably got like forty to ship. He he probably got like forty to ship too, but he's he's not. He might not pick the right ones. But and then we can move off of this uh, from from this. But um, wait, wait, I just want to talk about. Bro, you had other you had other uh, uh, verses that you kind of want to see. Did you want to bring that up now, or did you want to move on? Um, oh, let me I, just I, say I, one last thing. About the oh, go, go ahead. I think that um, what was beautiful about the Titan Desk is that you saw somebody like, especially at Usher's age, where obviously he's doing the residency and everything. He didn't have to go up there and be that amazing. Obviously he's still in performance ball. He's still, but he, to see somebody still very much in shape, very much, very much in shape, working on his vocals, very much having fun. Like he was having fun up there. And you don't look like he aged that much to be honest with you either, to be honest, keep it a buck and a half with you. And it is one of those things where it was, it was like, it takes you back. Like it took, I, we were all in high school at the time when Usher was like peak Usher high school and grad I graduated uh, during peak usher time um but it's like one of those things where you just go back and you're just like yo man like you talk about Chris Brown being underrated I think yeah he could be underrated I do think that's a, a lot of it has to do with his personal life that's why it's kind of like you know you, you know kind of stabbed himself in the foot with that stuff but um I think it's kind of like usher Usher, as great as people think he is, I do. Th- I still kind of feel like he's treated underrated. Like he's kind of got it like he's underrated. But I will ask this question: Can Chris Brown hit that high note still? Because uh, that was one of those things. I, I wanted to actually talk about that. Like hitting that know. high note. What happened to that? That was you posted it, and before you posted it, I saw that video, and I was just like, "Oh, the video I posted of high notes." Yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened to that? What the high note in R&B is gone, man. Just, well, I, you know why I posted. So somebody, you're not the only person that said something to me about that. These artists ain't, they are, a lot of these artists can sing like that, Jesse. 
They can't sing like that. What I'm gonna say they, is they they like, don't they can't sing like that, bro. They just can't. You're one hundred percent. You're one thousand percent right about that. No, no, this I, I I'm gonna bring up a name. No disrespect to Summer Walker. Can she do that? Can, can she do that? Have you heard Summer Walker sing live? Can, can she can she can she get a high note like that off? No, I I have seen her. I actually I have seen her live. I've seen her day in Vegas. But right. can, can she get that off? No, I mean, but I mean, look what's happening to these dudes. That is a very I, her, I think her, I think her can get it off. I That's think, I think her, I think her can do it. But, Mariah could get it off, but I mean, I mean, Mariah, who? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not talking. We're talking about current acts. Current, current acts. Current acts. Here's what I would say, and then we can like go back to Rob thinking about Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan, keep going. Oh, of course, yes. Um. I think the issue truthfully is is that with music um as it grows and as it changes obviously certain things just lose um lose its value unfortunately and because it gets so saturated with stuff like you know we were going through this with hip-hop and we complained oh mumble rap or it's just vibe rap and all this and drug talk and you know what i mean like yeah it kind of the the easier thing starts to become what most artists can do. And I think what we're running into today is the issue really is, is it's not about your ability no more. It's about being trending, uh, having a trending song being, you know, and like, I don't, I'm not going to talk about like, I don't think a lot of artists can go to that though. I think a lot of the way, because they do wait, because of the way music is put out, you never really had, you really don't really know. You don't have to like now this this ability, I was going to say this ability to be able to make your own music. You can sit in your studio. A lot of these artists, a lot of singers, I'm just straight up singers. A lot of these singers are not learning. When we're talking about all those people that hit high notes and stuff, all those people went to, went to singing school went to performing school, went to, they was put in the, you know what I'm saying? Put in the grinder is what they used to they're, call it. They were in choir. Yeah, they were put in this grinder where it's like, you have to be able to hit this and do this and do that. And, you know. Had vocal coaches and all this shit. At home and yeah, make, that makes you know, a big difference. You write your own songs and you just, you can put it on a beat and everything. You're just, you know, now it's vibe type of music. It's a feeling type of music. So if I don't want to hit this, I know I don't got to hit this. I know you just got to. Be feeling what I'm saying. No disrespect to Blast, but yeah, Blast would never be able to do that. All right. Um, I love Blast too. Love Blast. Um, I do too. I do too. Same. He makes this. He makes the same song, and I don't care because it sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a big six. Uh, I I don't even know. Is it six lakh black? Uh, I'm. Oh, black. Uh, yeah, yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black. I, I love his. I love his music, but his music he don't do that. He, he definitely yeah, yeah. can do it. That's true. Jesse, what All about right. Brit, what about Brent Fias? Brent Brent Fias. Thank you, thank you, Jesse, for proving my point. He has a song. I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Thank you, Brent, who? Jesse. Before Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Before we come, listen, listen. Before you guys even say anything, go back and dig into it. You're welcome. All right. He has Jesse, an album dropping tonight. Jesse, Jesse. Before we hit record and before you hopped on, Rail was trying to shame me for not knowing who this person was. Thank you. 
Thank I mean, you for yeah. validating me and he's making pretty me big. feel right. Well, he's he's big, bro. I'm he's, telling you, he's, he's, he gets eleven million. He gets eleven million listens monthly. Shout out to him. He's pretty big. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even. Again, I don't. You listen to music more than often I do, and you don't know who he is. So that like that validates me. I was like, I don't know who he is. I I I. No, I, I, I'm, just saying, I'm with you. I, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Maybe real. Maybe real will put me on game. So again, maybe uh, yeah. it's R. I'm saying it's pure R and B. Yeah, it ain't. just tell you right now. There's a lot of people that are bringing me back. Coast, Con- uh, uh, Coast Contra bringing me back. You know yeah, he dropped an album tonight, right? Yeah, there's, there's a you know there's, there's some artists that are like, also one other album we want to talk about. What we're speaking of uh, music right now. Listen to that new Lupe Lupe Fiasco. That shit's oh, I like, incredible. I, like, I thought we I talked like about it. that already. I'm, I'm uh, like, I mentioned it in passing, but that and that Logic are both incredible albums that dropped this year, and I really think those need some eyes on it. Okay, uh, you said Logic. Yeah, that and that logic, that band, that logic is really good. I don't, you know what? It, 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 I mean, I don't. I, I was talking to Deshaun about this. Like I tell him, I don't know how he gets. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know how he gets the a the production that he gets from like he gets premier DJ Premier Beats. He gets RZA and Jizza production. He gets RZA and Jizza features. Like I don't know. They don't do features just for anybody. They don't just. They don't. They don't just hop on. RZA don't just produce for whoever. DJ Premier not just giving anybody a beat, but fucking Bob, uh, um, um, uh, uh, Logic, he fucking gets all the fucking greatest beats right now. I don't like. I like all those pre- those DJ Premier beats that he's getting, but this, I don't know how he gets them though. All right. So speaking of music, um, I'm trying to do a transition here. There was oh, a. Wait, Rel, Rel had some um, like verses that he wanted. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Rel. I'm gonna put that in my my rad there. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So there were some 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 music, sports, and uh, 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 big time people at Michael Rubin's uh, all white party this weekend. <clears throat> uh, there was po- pictures all over the internet. Uh, all the rappers, Drake was there, Jay Z was there. That you know, the, the, it, it looks like a who's who party. It reminded me of uh, the Puff party, the, the the Puff Daddy party that he always has uh, at the end of the year. Um, but one thing caught the internet's eye that I I'm, I'm dying to hear what Rail has to say about this. So obviously, you know, we normally talk hoop on this pod. The Boston Celtics, uh, you know, lost the NBA Finals to the Golden State Warriors, but apparently, three members of the team are winning off the court. This is my uh my teleprompter's voice right now. This is my um the best you're gonna get from me right now. So it's come out. Yeah, it's it's come out that Jason Tatum, who this guy in the left screen right here, is a top claims is a top five player. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. This might, to me, to me, to me, this might have this might get him in my top five. No, 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 it's dating. Is apparently dating LMI. Um, congratulations, Jason Tatum. And then apparently, after this rumor dropped. Allegedly, we had. There's no pictures, uh, you know, s- since this has been posted. But allegedly, Jalen Brown is dating her. Um, and then everybody knows that their coach, uh, Coach Yudoka, is married to Nia Long. So somebody, please tell me what's going on in the water in Boston, and why did I? I need a picture with all three of them together. In I need, I need a picture with LMI, her. In the along in the picture, I need this. I need this to happen to my life. How has this happened? And 
last now you know it's crazy now I, I hear all these LMI songs especially from her first album and I just envision she's talking to Jason Tatum <laughs> and I just like she was she talking to Jason Tatum this entire time was booed up about Jason Tatum they just they've been dating for that I doubt they've been dating this long but I'm just I'm, I'm joking um yeah real so get your shit off man this is your this is your guy this is the guy you was caking for throughout the entire playoffs trying to convince me and Jesse that he's a top five talent that he's that you wouldn't trade him for you only you'd only trade him for like one person in the league in, in Giannis and that's it that's what do you have to say what do you that, that's that's fucking stupid I mean and I please mean, that's one trade for Kevin Durant right now so well there's, there's there's more to that there's not just because of that um but Explain yourself. Why? Why is this? Why are you making this a bad thing? I've been waiting to hear about this for. Well, for I days just now. don't like the couple because you know, you know, Jason Tatum. He already. I mean, he's like, he's 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 been gifted a lot from the from the basketball gods. Tall, athletic. You oh, know, this is just nice, hate. This nice is just hate. Guy. You don't need LMA. The podcast is just getting ready to blow up in a couple years. <laughs> That's the thing. I like. I got a list of Charlies that once I get my paper straight, that I was gonna shoot my shot at, and Elamar was one of them. You know, and and she was in the top three, and her was number two. You know? <laughs> so the, and two are off the board. That's why you sick. That's why you're so sick, Neo. Dog, it's just ridiculous, bro. Like I know the market drying up because because. The market just dry out here, you know what I'm saying? So now niggas, you, he got LMA. It's like now I got to move on. Now LMA's off the list and hers off the list, and we lost Janae this week. It's been a fucking rough week. We lost Janae, LMA, and her all in the same week. Well, how about we been lost Janae? What are we talking about here? Well, she's pregnant now. Now we really lost Janae. <laughs> wow. Um... Jesse, do you have anything to add to this topic with uh with Rail? How do you feel about the Boston Celtics winning off the court, man? The stars. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I I didn't know you were just gonna come from a place of hate, Rail. I should have known it was just gonna become a just a place I don't know of hate. What you expected from him. Uh, <laughs> He made it seem like it was gonna be different than just hate. I just I didn't know the brother was just gonna hate like that. Shut up. I've always liked Jason Tatum. I know uh, you know, we we had a, a small little encounter with him when we went to summer league that one time. Um, um oh, yeah. And yeah. Then, he was walking off the court with, with a couple walking of off the court. Yeah, he was walking on the court. He said, "Yeah, Rose said he was walking off the court with a couple of sixes." Um, yeah, so you know, y'all, y'all said we had an encounter and then don't tell the story. We were uh, Rel, Rel, and I were so me, my girl, Rel, uh, other, uh, were leaving, leaving, um, the J Cole concert. Other for Rel, I don't know if Rel wants, you know, oh, whatever. Nah, keep the story going, bro. I'm, I'm being respect. I'm being Not respectful, bro. Yeah, keep the story Not going, bro. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were leaving the J. Cole concert, um, and you know, we saw two, three figures, tall figures walking through the crowd. And I look up, it's it's Jason Tatum, like hurrying up, moving through the crowd. Who's who who else? It was uh Kelly Oubre, right? It was Kelly O. Bradley Bill. Oh, it was Brad Bill. It was Brad. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was Brad Bill and Jason Tatum leaving the the J. Cole concert, moving fast. They weren't recognized until <laughs> I literally outside out out loud said that's Jason Tatum, and then they started booking it fat, walking faster through the crowd. This is like 
was this rookie year, Jason Tatum? I think it was, it was rookie year, Jason Tatum, huh? I think it had to be, yeah. Yeah, it was rookie year, Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, so that little small encounter, he was out here seeing the J. Cole concert. Um, if we have nothing more to add with that, uh, I do want to talk about uh, some, we got to do a follow-up, follow-up. So uh, recently, let me pull up my phone. Uh, this happened yesterday. Uh, the chairman of the Portland Trailblazer in the Seattle Seahawks, Jody Allen, dropped a letter. Yeah, I knew Jesse was going to do this face. Dropped a letter. Um, <laughs> Jesse's such a hater. So obviously we, we, we talked about um, prior on this pod about how Phil Knight made a bid for the Portland Trailblazers, you know, a $2 billion bid. Obviously, at the time, uh, the Blazers came out with a, a, a presser, a news release saying that the Blazers weren't for sale. Um, so basically, Jody Allen came out. It was uh, dropped on. It was not only it was dropped not only for the uh, for the Blazers, but it was also dropped for the Seattle Seahawks. But basically, without reading the whole article, it was basically saying like she's focused on winning championships for both, for both organizations. Um, uh, you know, with the the Allen estate being as large and illustrious as it is, um, they're trying to consolidate and, and trying to switch it up and trying not switch it. Up, I'm sorry, trying to consolidate and eventually that the, these teams will be sold and put on the market, but just not right now. Um, I think a lot of eyebrows raised especially uh, and then and then the news today came out that uh jody allen is not returning damian lillard's calls and and damian lillard's been uh reaching out to her and he's she's not responding so it's a lot of um i think Look, why, why eyebrows are why why is that happening explain that to me i i why, i when, I, is, when I, does a player call the owner i think dame had a really 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 close uh relationship with with with, with the previous owner with her dad like he was able to call her he was able to i'm sorry he was able to call him you know when he needed something uh i think he was the one when when yeah, the blazers when the blazers went out normal. that's very normal when the blazers uh went out and got carmelo remember the blazers was the first one to res you know quote unquote resurrect carmelo because nobody wanted to touch him for years and you know he sat out for two years everybody thought he, you know he was done you know obviously he he wouldn't come he nobody wanted to touch him because he, th- there was rumors that he didn't want to come off the bench and you know he didn't want to accept a, a different kind of role um dame had to call dame had to call paul allen up and 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 put in and plead to him and tell him like yo like get him in here like we can we can use carmelo anthony and you know you saw how that went um i do think it's strange that you know, but with these reports that uh, Dame is reaching out to Jody Allen, she's not responding. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. But uh, I think once the Blazers shit and the Seahawks are up for bid, I think it's going to be, I think a lot of people are going to be calling Jody Allen trying to figure this out. I just, it's going to be interesting to see what the timeline is for when and if that both of these teams go on the market at the same time. I would imagine that'd be a lot for her. And the uh, the Allen estate to deal with that once, so I'd imagine they would do it at separate times. But you know who knows. Um, uh, so I just wanted to bring that up because we kind of talked about on like you know two or three previous pods. If you guys have anything to add or not, you guys have anything to add to that or no? I got some. Please. Hey, Dane. 
You are somebody that will answer your calls. <laughs> that will respond to your emails at any point in time of the day. Who will just even quote tweet you. You know what I'm uh, saying? Fuck Jeannie right now. Fuck Jeannie. Quote tweet you. Quote tweet you. All those things. Fuck Jeannie. Go ahead and come on over to the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Jeannie tweeted some shit and used shit used to get Vino off this week. I ain't like all that. Like, uh, I don't know about Jeannie, bro. He might be good where he at. But I, I will say this. it You know, judging by the Blazers' moves, it doesn't seem like the Blazers are going to trade Dame anytime soon. But who knows? Like, maybe Dame, maybe that's what Dame was calling about. Like, hey, I see the roster y'all putting together. I ain't really feeling this. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, Dame uh, is I tell you what, Laker Nation would be a lot more happier if it was Dame instead of Kyrie coming over there. Yeah, that's why I don't know what he's talking Rail, about. Rail, don't make that face. Rail, don't make that face. Don't you ever make. All right, all right, all right, all right. Kyrie's done it. Dame's better. Kyrie's been to the mountain. Dame's no, better. Dame's Kyrie, a better player. Kyrie, I like people who've been to the mountain, so give me Kyrie. How about what do you feel like when when Kyrie doesn't want to climb that mountain that day and he's like you know I'm gonna take the mountain day off I don't, I don't I don't I don't even want to I don't even want to hike that day he only wants to climb it with Braun because they both <laughs> honestly surprising how much he wants Kyrie I do it's just I do. it's just it's, unbelievable it's it's, it's crazy right over Damian Lillard that's what Vino would want that's what Vino would have wanted. That's what yo, yo. So wanted. real quick, so so uh, uh, yo, space guy. When you get the chance and 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 hit this pot up, make sure you do a poll real quick. Laker fans, who would you rather have, Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard? Kyrie, not even Kyrie's young. Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard? Who would you rather have? All right, so we're at the end of the pod. Is it, uh, who wants to do? So we're we're implementing this new thing where we're we're gonna do uh, topics that. You know that we individually thought of on our own that we we haven't spoken with, with each other about it. They're, they're completely stuff that's but we've been thinking about on our brain. We're gonna call this segment "Millennial Thought Millennium Thoughts," and um, we're gonna let Rail go first. Um, Rail, go ahead and start your Millennium Thoughts first. So I've been um, going back and forth on what I was gonna talk about all week, and I want to talk about Nicki Minaj first. You know. Nicki Minaj performed at the Essence Festival this past weekend. And when she got to the song Monster, she cut her the, the Kanye verse. And hey, no, no, hold on, hold on, but, not, but Kevin, can I finish? Before you complete, before you complete, dismiss me. Put the headset on. I want to finish. So while Nicki was while Nikki was he did it again. Um, while Nikki was doing the song Monster, she cut the verse. Again. She cut the verse from the song. Why would she do that? <laughs> Let's go, Brian. Let's go, Brian Winners. That's a nice reference. Good job. I like that call. Why, that why nice. would she cut on the day after Cardi B drops a single with Kanye West and Little Dirk? Now, this ultimately is a is it just mostly it's not even about Kanye West. This is mostly about how women put on this falsetto about how they try to cap for other women and stand on. But we got the two pioneers of the rap game and Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, and they can't even fucking get along because as soon as Kanye does a song with, with Cardi B, she, she cuts him from the whole fucking monster song and say, we don't fuck with clowns. All the while, she's being married to a somebody who was just convicted of a sexual pedophile, um, uh, for not being registered as a sexual pedophile. Um, and let me get that straight. Her husband, Ken Petty. So 
I just don't like the pettiness. It's like, Nikki, you go away for so long, and then when you come out just to start shit. Nobody asks you about how, how you felt about Cardi or her fucking music anymore. It doesn't matter. Cardi's not thinking about you. She's literally getting her bag from Pepsi and everybody fucking else. Why don't y'all just get y'all bag together and collab and make some good music? I don't fucking get it. Like, it just, it's beyond me that the, the, some of the, the biggest women in our fucking culture when it comes to rap game, they can't even, like, they all they do is just take these petty ass shots and it's never going to get fixed. And it is just shit like this where Kanye does a song so Nikki just says she doesn't fuck with clowns while she lays up with a sex offender. I don't get it. Like, it just, it just, it just doesn't make fucking sense to me when you can just not even acknowledge it. If you're above it, Nikki, actually be a fucking above it. Don't play this whole, these bitches are below me or these bitches don't bow down to me shit. Like, that shit is stupid to me. Why don't you guys just make good music together? Like, so that's my millennial thought for this week. What a way to start it. What a way to, I, I, look, yeah. I didn't know he was going to take it there. That was, that, that was Jarrell 100%. Old. <laughs> oh, he, he is on his own on that island too. No, no, fuck that. What did I say wrong? You gotta say this gonna I be best me, me. What did I say wrong? She shitted on her. But she, she only reason why she did the cut of Kanye shit because he did a song with Cardi B. Like that but it's just saying, petty. Here's where I, I don't want to respond, but you're saying something that rappers have done all the time. This ain't even just a woman thing. Woman thing. Men yeah. have done this. Woman thing. Have been known to be as petty as fuck. Like, come on. How long did it take Jay-Z and Nas to drop a song together? Like, come but on. But I'm just talking about, I'm just like, saying, you're, we're you're supposed to be in this era where we were like, everybody's It's supposed because to be. Kanye is involved. I'm no, just, it's not I'm, even because Kanye is involved. It's because no, it's I think it is. You know why? It's because Kanye was involved. Because, well, first off, well, first off, if you ask any Nicki fan, it, that's her best fucking verse. So you're going to cut the verse that defined your career for what? Real, you don't like listen to women rap anyway. This is my thing. You've, you've said many true, times on this podcast. Listen to Rhapsody. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like. A, I don't bring, like. About, you bring up three. You bring up. I'm three sorry. I don't like rap. rapping about popping pussy. I don't have. <laughs> you don't listen to Saucy Santana. All right, um, Jesse. You want to get your millennial thoughts off? That was I'll, that was I'll a drill. I'll let you go next. Uh, mine's not long, so my mine will not be as uh as as as, as uh problematic as real. Um, as good as it was too, it was out out out. Real, I'm gonna give you your flower. It was actually good, but it was problematic, and you know it was real oriented. It was like it was all of you in 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 a fucking rant. Um, all right, straight, uh, so we're at the end of the pod, so I'm not gonna spoil anything that much, but I want to talk about Stranger Things season four. Um, that I finally got to watch. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a lot of uh, mixed emotions. It's a mixed bag. It's uh, it's one of the things on the internet that you know that's pretty inflammatory. There's been a lot of uh, back and forth. About, was it good? Was it worth it? We waited all this time for this for the season finale. Did it live up to the hype? And um, for the most part, I, I you know, I, without going into in 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 great detail, I I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, you can obviously tell that Nef- this is like Netflix's biggest, greatest thing because you can see the money that it generates. You can see the talking points that it generates in, in culture and social media. Um, I, uh, I, I I like where they left it. Um, I am sad that it's going to take another fucking two years until we get to see season uh, see this for the final in season five. 
Um, uh, I, these kids are gonna be fucking grown by the time this fucking shit comes back. Um, they're gonna do something about that. They're not gonna be in high school no more. I figured. Okay. Um, I, um, did, was it? Did it? Did the show have flaws? I'm trying to do this without spoiling shit, even though I'm at the end of the pod. Um, I, did it have flaws? Yes. Was it darker? I, I I hear a lot of people complaining that, and and maybe this is just because I'm listening to the parent side. People talk about the people complaining that the show has become a whole lot darker than it, you know from the previous seasons. That's kind of fucking what happens when shows get older and the characters get older. Like the show's gonna get darker. Um, the, the first season's about a kid who's being possessed by a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kids, stuff as they people get older. Yeah, but but like, some people are still claiming that like it didn't come off. As, I mean, again, it, it it yeah, Jesse, you're right. Like it's demonic in the beginning. That's what I'm saying. But they they claim like it's it's darker this season, and I'm just like the show's kind of always been dark. But it's just you know they were younger kids, so but now that they're a little older, it, it, you know it, it probably does seem like it's a little darker. Um, I, I like with the stuff they did with Eleven. Uh, um, Max is my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the show so you know without spoiling too much i hope every I hope she's good um uh the person that did end up dying uh i don't want you know uh, his i'll say his name his name's eddie they i he the correct the character was good i you know i didn't i heard a lot of it was emotional for a lot of people um <laughs> oh my, my bad my favorite i told you about the end of the pod i'm trying not to spoil shit but oh well, fuck. literally did <laughs> here we are fuck um i i really like uh eddie's and dustin's dynamic i'm sad that that is gone um uh i i you know um but yeah uh stranger things i thought it was good i think it's i mean I, i'm we're sure i'm sure people are gonna watch but i already said multiple times on this podcast that like after stranger things then i'm pretty much done with netflix i don't need netflix anymore so netflix is probably going to be one of the first streaming service that i purge um until <laughs> right they were they had the lead right ain't that fucking crazy they had the lead we, we talked about that on the previous spot so i don't want to rehash it but like netflix has nothing else going on for me right now that i actually need that so, you know of now that i know of like they do a lot of dating shit but um that i'm not interested in but yeah um strange things i give it two thumbs up i thought it was good i you know and i hate that it's gonna take fucking two years for it to come back so yeah jesse the floor is yours um um, kind of wish I like prepared myself a little more for this, but I, I'm, you know, what I was previously going to talk about, we already did the topic on it, so it don't even matter. What I, I honestly like, so I, let me start with this. I took, you know, about a month and a half, two months. I I check in occasionally, but like a month and a half, two months of me just not messing with anything social media it it takes you know it it gets to the point where i get too occupied by it and look forward to do things for me that um i just you know looking forward to entertain me and all this stuff and and i just find myself just scrolling through it like uh hours upon hours and so i had to take a break from but the one thing that's always bothered me is this clout seeking um that is going further and further down this hole like 
we are entering a generation of people, like just people in general, like a a time period where people are just without, like, I, they just don't, they're not embarrassed. Like it's it's weird. Like they 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 just shameless is the word I'm looking for. Where it's like they post stuff that's just like, why did you post this to sh- show this to the world? Like what? In what way did this like? What were you hoping to accomplish with this except to be shamed, to be made fun of, to be clowned, to be like? Why are we entering this period of time where it's like we have to tell the world everything that we go through or what we're doing or something dumb we did or honestly looking for clout where I saw a video where a dude's like fake like he was doing the dance out ghost riding the whip and the door closed and he acted like he locked the door and it's like yo like you anybody that drives a car knows probably from the 90s you're not a, you can't lock your keys in your car but you were looking for clout there and you could have possibly did something to your nice car looking for internet laughs, looking for people to respond to you. Looking, So I, I just, I think what really spawned this is like this woman posted a video of like how she was like, oh, so one time I fell really in love hard one time and it was the biggest mistake I've ever made. And it was like, oh, dang, that sucks. Then she starts to talk about it where it gets to a point where she was like, yeah, I was with him. I fell in love with him, but then he went to jail and he ended up in prison for 10 years. When he got out, he was dating another woman. And throughout that time, she would write letters. She'd take time to try to go visit him when she could, all this stuff. When he finally got out, she went over to be with him, but he was dating another woman. And so then uh, she tried to do the poly stuff where like she'd live with them and be together and it'll be the three of them taking photos and all this stuff and then eventually she says five months later she moved out and left and she's kind of like putting clown emojis over them and all this stuff and it's kind of like why did you show us this why did you tell us this and did you expect some sort of empathy because everybody's looking at you like you're the dumb one or is this like this thing of like Oh, don't follow the mistakes I made. Like, nah, I'm pretty sure everybody was telling you this whole entire time shouldn't be with this dude. And you just didn't listen. And so at the end of the day, I watch all that and just look at you like you're stupid. I read the comments and everybody's talking about how you're the dumb one and everything. So what did you hope to accomplish when you did that? And I know we're in this era, era of this gray area of like, no, don't shame people don't you know look on people badly or try to down people you don't know what they're going through but it's like sometimes i feel like it's getting to this point where it's invited or and then it's looking for somebody else to write a think piece on it to save them or protect them or to like but it's like um i don't know how you look to the internet for your therapy so to speak, in that yeah. case, or just look to the internet. Why are we looking so much to believe that this place that we all know is toxic? It's just toxic. It's just like we've all went, we all went to school, did all that stuff. Everybody's done that. We talk about how toxic people are, just like without 
social media, if we didn't grow up in the social media area and going to school at that time, it was like at the tail end for us. But, you know, shit, we are still in that era of shit, who's in your top four or your top five when there was, was MySpace. I was literally talking about that the other day. We are still in, you know, that was the beginning of stuff. And, you know, AIM, all those things, having all that stuff. And I, I, you know, a part of it is millennial age that we did, we were like at our ages and from our growth, we started to put more and more stuff out there. But I just feel like we're entering a phase where people are looking for something that's not there and that's not real. And I know plenty of people have talked about this, plenty of people have said this, but it's getting to a point where I'm like, I think in the name of followers or whatever, or being an influencer and everything, you are finding a new way to destroy yourself. And that's all I can say. Fair, fair, fair. Um, what a way to, why'd you go last? <laughs> that is all about this. Why'd you go last? What the hell is this? Um, yeah, I don't even know how to follow that up. Uh, all right, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed our uh, Millennium Thoughts. We're going to try to do this every episode towards the end of the episode. Um, hopefully it's a part of the thing you guys look forward to uh, most towards the end. Um, don't forget, Jess, uh, Rel and I will be at uh, Summer League Saturday, July 9th. If you guys want to come and check us out, come hang with us, say what's up to us. Um, be sure to... Uh, you know, we'll be we'll be one of the ones screaming for Chet Holmgren, uh, stick man, um, to uh, you know, <laughs> Gumby. Um, yeah. So uh, if you... I hope the best for him. I, I you know I do think he's gonna be good. I... Yeah, it's it's so split between people who like him and don't like him that you know. I wish there's the a lot of people that guys like. I wish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, um absolutely. So uh, we're those millennials and uh. We're out.